Hi, I'm Jenny Taylor, Associate Director of Collegiate Ministries. You are listening to a Mississippi Baptist Convention Board production. I love how you have to do the head bob. (laughs) They can't see you, but I love it. Oh, man, what are you talking about? I love the beat. you got to get into the groove when you're podcasting, right? Uh, and that great. was Jenny Taylor. She's had a very busy spring set up summer missions for college students. We have a lot of summer missionaries in co- uh, from our colleges across BSUs in Mississippi. But here we are, nearly into the May, into the month of May. Can't talk today. And glad to be with you here at the table discussing stories of what God is doing in our state. Yeah, today we're going to be joining Chip Stevens at the table. He is going to talk with us about ministry in your community and specifically what that looks like for First Baptist Church, Jackson. Yeah, uh, it's a really good conversation. And before we jump into that, event-wise, you can join me at mbcb.org slash events. Uh, We have some things coming up. Uh, I know it's the end of May, so summer schedule. You probably know what you're doing this summer, but All-State Youth Choir and Orchestra is coming up June 12th, at least their uh, camp and, and tour Obviously, SBC, we have Dessert Fellowship coming up during SBC down in New Orleans. Heart Song, Worship Arts Camp, Super Summer, July 10th. That's a big one. You can see many more events at nbcb.org slash events. All right, let's jump into our conversation with Pastor Chip. All right, so glad to be in the studio today with a friend from across the street here at 515 Mississippi Street. That's across the street is First Baptist Jackson, and so glad to have you here at the table, Pastor Chip Stevens. Uh, I had the honor of sitting under your teaching when I was in college in Starkville, <laughs> and now it's glad it's good to see you here in Jackson. So I think most people know of Chip Stevens um, and your role at First Baptist but uh, take a second to tell us about your family and maybe your calling into the pastoral ministry. Yeah, um, uh, I'm married to my wife Sandra. She is actually originally from Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Okay, uh, we've got three children. Uh, Reed is uh, pastor at Forest Baptist Church. Uh, we have a daughter named Emery who's getting married in the end of July. Mm. So that's kind of life's been kind of consumed with that. <laughs> yeah. And then we are, and then our youngest son Graham, who's uh, finishing up his freshman year at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So as far as calling the ministry, um, uh, my dad was a pastor, my uncle was a pastor, my grandfather was a pastor, mm-hmm. and so um, y- you know it's kind of it's kind of like if you if you grow up and and, and your dad's a mechanic, you kind of have to decide if you're not going to be a mechanic first, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, pretty early on, I decided that uh, being a pastor was not going to be my future. Yeah. That was yeah. uh, in fact mm-hmm. the the number one thing I didn't want to do mm-hmm. in life, and so. Uh, actually went to Mississippi College, um, grew up in Alabama, went to Mississippi College, uh, majored in business administration. Actually worked in business a little while mm. right after uh, school. Um, mm. But, you know, I, I knew the Lord was calling me into ministry when I was a kid. I just didn't mm-hmm. – I, I refused to listen to that, didn't want to do it at all. <laughs> yeah. and, and and honestly, even when I went to seminary, I went to seminary, I went to New Orleans, went kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 thought that I was doing a wise thing and, you know, kind of bargaining with the Lord and, yeah. you know, okay, I'll go to yeah. ministry, just don't ever call me to preach. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. Literally, yeah. literally, when I was the uh, youth, part-time youth director at First Baptist Crystal Springs, sometimes I would go into the sanctuary, being there all by myself, and mm-hmm. I would pray, uh, asking God for direction and begging him not to call me to be a yeah. pastor. Seriously, yeah. I did. Wow, yeah. Um, but uh, went to New Orleans Seminary, got my degree there. Um, right after seminary, I was um, just fortunate, blessed, God's grace to, to be called as 
minister to students at First Baptist Biloxi. Mm. Uh, Dr. Frank Gunn was a pastor mm-hmm. there um, and just like a father to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his wife, Sandra, my wife, Sandra, mm-hmm. kind of like a mother to her. I mean, it was just a great – it was a great place to start and really learn from somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, served as the student pastor there, did a youth in college. But uh, about three years in um, – we had gone on a staff retreat and felt the Lord was leading us to start a new service to try to target younger families because mm-hmm. we didn't really have a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Gunn came to me and he said, I, Chip, I really think you need to preach that. Mm. Well, you know, my— He tricked you into it. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> because my training in seminary was not to be a pastor. I went, I went yeah. to seminary thinking, you know, maybe administration, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. ultimately higher education administration mm-hmm. even— um, not to preach. Yeah. And so I called everybody I knew to find out how to do a sermon. I, literally, I didn't know how to do a sermon. And so I uh, started preaching that service um, just in God's timing. Um, eventually was named uh, associate pastor there. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I was kind of – I was doing education, discipleship, um, visiting in homes, just doing yeah. a lot of those kinds of things. And then Dr. Gunn announced his retirement – Mm-hmm. And um, and then I became pastor. Yeah. Um, but even that, you know, I, I never applied for that position. Yeah. I didn't ask for that mm-hmm. position. Yeah. The chairman of the search committee came to me and he says, listen, I, you know, you know, Dr. Gunn's retiring and, and we know that you're preaching one of these services and we want you to know that that we will consider you, but we need to do our due diligence. Mm-hmm. And, and his gentleman's name is Max Jordan, wonderful godly man. And I said, Mr. Max, I said, I... I know that I'm 28 years old, yeah. and I would love to learn from somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do, do not feel any obligation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not, I don't know that I even want to be the pastor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, so go all over the world and try to find you somebody. <laughs> and yeah. so anyway, long story short, um, he actually called me and asked if uh, my wife and I would meet with the committee in their home one night, and we showed up. And uh, he said, we feel that the Lord's calling you to be our pastor. Mm. And so I never submitted a resume, never interviewed, (laughs) never anything. And that's how that happened. And so so then I served as pastor at First Biloxi for five and a half years. Was there Mm -hmm. a total of 10? Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the Lord led us to First Baptist Starville, and we were there for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And now I've been here at First Baptist Jackson for a little over four yeah, so yeah. certainly was never my plan. That's yeah. <laughs> hopefully you got that out <laughs> yeah, of the story. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. So right. you know, you talk about uh, Crystal Springs, yeah, Biloxi, yeah. Startful, and now Jackson. Uh, obviously, Jackson brings uh, a unique set of challenges and yep. opportunities. Right. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about that? What What has been the difference between serving in what is a metro area, we would yeah. call it, versus uh, Starford, which is a big community, sure. uh, but but unlike the metro. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the main differences is in a smaller community like a Starkville, um, there really is no disconnect between church and life, mm-hmm. uh, meaning mm-hmm. that um, we raised our family in Starkville, and all three of our children went to Starkville Academy. Yeah. Uh, the majority of the members of First Baptist Startville 
their kids went to Starville Academy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, preachers always talk about being on 24-7, 365 right, days a yeah, year, and, yeah. and, and really that's an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. But but in a place, in a smaller community, that's not an exaggeration, yeah, right? Yeah. And so there was never a dividing line between my work life mm-hmm. and my family life or life outside of the 8 to 5 o'clock at, yeah. at the office. Yeah. Um, in a place like Jackson, it— that community is harder, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. most most families in a church, their lives really revolve around their kids' school. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. where you spend the bulk of your time. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And so in a place like Startville, where the majority of the church is at one school, mm-hmm. discipleship is a lot easier because mm-hmm. there's no dividing line between church and life. Yeah. Yeah. But in a place like Jackson, when you have all kinds of different schools, yeah. Yeah. you don't have that same community with the congregation yeah. Sunday through Saturday. Yeah, I, I actually had a conversation with Zach just a couple of weeks ago, and he, yeah. I forget what the number is. The number of schools that his ministry impacts it's is a lot. unbelievable. That's right. It's unbelievable. And life's just busier, right, in the metro area? It seems like families are on the road more, back and forth, Yeah, and so that's a different dynamic. Yeah. Uh, now, I would say, <laughs> I, you know, people were really busy in Starville, too, right. and so I, I, I don't know that 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 aspect of it itself is that much different other than um, most of the business of families today is the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so in a Startville, discipleship was a lot easier, um, let's just say, Sunday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, a lot of times, you you know, you see folks on Sunday, you don't see them again until the next Sunday. Yeah. You know, if yeah. they're back. Yeah, right. Because they're driving. I mean, for here, they're driving they're, from Madison they're County. Traveling. They're driving from Rankin County. They're, yeah. I will say this, though. One of, the, one of the pluses when it comes to the business of families, when you're thinking about things like baseball or mm-hmm. whatever, there are a whole lot of tournaments in Jackson. Yeah, there are. People That's come right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas a, a place like Startville, you know, yeah. you did Startville Sportsplex, which is a fantastic facility. Sure. But, you know, they would – a lot of times people would drive a little farther to That's go right. to, yeah. to tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I guess you could also see – uh, difference in the communities, uh, rural communities, urban communities, and the 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 lifestyle when it comes to religion and spiritual needs and so forth. And one reason why we wanted to bring you to the table today is to talk about what First Baptist Jackson's doing. Yeah. And I think you've you've been you've had this theme for a while now. I think your current s- sermon series is about joy, right? <laughs> yes, right. And so how how are what what is this bringing joy to Jackson initiative? And yeah. like, how did it come about? Can you help us understand that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Every church is unique, mm-hmm. right? And no church is ever supposed to be the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's – you have to find out through prayer and speaking to God's people what makes us unique, mm. right? Uh, because you have to know who you are and who you're not. Mm-hmm. But you can never be who God wanted you to be unless you know those things. Yeah. You never mm-hmm. want to try to copy somebody else. Yeah. And so, you know, when I came to First Jackson – but that's the question. Who are we as First Jackson? Mm-hmm. And and part of that is asking the question, okay, why did God see fit to plant a church here in 1838? Mm. And even more currently, why did God in his providence choose to keep the church here in 2023 no. in a downtown community that the downtown is not the same as it was, for instance, when right. I was at Mississippi College in 1990, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so why 
why did God see fit to lead the membership to remain in the downtown location? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then you then you obviously you're looking at scripture and you see like in the book of Acts when the apostles would go like in Acts chapter eight, go to Samaria, preach the gospel, and it says, and there was great joy in that city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God places a church to be a city on a hill, essentially, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or we would say uh, to reveal the kingdom of God as we live among a kingdom of men, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the gospel brings true joy. The church is to be the herald of the gospel. Yeah. So then we can see from that in 1838 and then also today, God saw fit to put First Baptist Church Jackson in downtown Jackson. Obviously, it was for the purpose of bringing joy to Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of been our theme as a church is bringing joy to Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so... We've been looking this year at different places of Scripture right now, preaching through First Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and in chapter 1, there's, you know, he's talking about the, uh, the, the inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. And then it talks about this inexpressible joy yeah. that we have in Christ. So we're preaching mm-hmm. a series on an inexpressible joy. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate uh, that because it, it, it honestly is, uh, is easier Whenever things get tough where you are, to pull up, I think, and move. And sometimes yeah. that's what the Lord calls churches to no do. Question. No doubt. No, no question. Doubt. Uh, but I appreciate you guys because people that even would watch the news would say, man, why First Jackson is still where they are, right? You know what I mean? People on the outside are looking at that, but I appreciate your. Your heart in saying, "Hey, this is the community the Lord has placed us in. So let's do our yeah. best to minister to the yeah. people that uh, are in this community." I know you and guys, I've, and I've actually been a part of both. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. at First Baptist Biloxi, we went through a complete, total relocation. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's yeah. no question that that was what God wanted Absolutely. us to do. Absolutely. Yeah. But here, the church has chosen to stay, and sure. there's no question that's what God's called us to do. Right. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. every yeah. church is different. Yeah. yeah sure. Uh, so I know you guys have done some. Um, done some outreach sort of things, yeah. uh, particularly for the city of Jackson, because uh-huh. this is where the Lord has placed you. Can you talk about a few of those maybe that, that you guys have done and been involved in? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our approach of, you know, how are we going to bring Georgia Jackson this year? Now, this mm-hmm. is going to be a recurring thing for us, but this year the approach has been a couple of things. One is education, and secondly, application. Mm-hmm. From the educational side, one of the things that we've done is, you know, preaching the sermon series on joy, right? Mm-hmm. You can't give what you don't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, we have just actually finished uh, a Sunday night series that we called The Gospel and the City. And so we brought in different gospel partners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we take our uh, the different partners, different people that we support in the community, and we kind of divide them up into groups, right? So there's there's gospel partners. Gospel partners are those who not only are doing a good work, but it's for the sake of the kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then you also have good neighbor opportunities. Mm. So, for instance, we may partner with a local school, mm. and a local school serves a great yeah. need in the community, yeah. but it's not the goal of the school to present the gospel. Right. So we, mm-hmm. we kind of differentiate. Mm-hmm. Um so we brought in some of our gospel partners on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. and we did a Q&A with the congregation and these leaders to know a little bit more about what's actually happening in the city. Because yeah. when you think yeah. about the city, you, you know, you think about um, poverty, you think mm-hmm. of crime, you think mm-hmm. of homelessness and all the things that, that come along with being in an urban area. Yeah. Um, and so we brought in Gateway Rescue Mission. Mm. We brought in um, 
Beth Masters with mm-hmm. New Orleans Seminary's Extension at the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought in some church plants, mm-hmm. uh, Soul City Church, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, New Vineyard Church mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. South Jackson. And so we brought in different leaders of different organizations and did a Q&A, you know, uh, and allowed the congregation to ask questions of them. Now, we did it by text mm-hmm. message. It was anonymous. Yeah, yeah. So you could feel yeah. free to ask yeah. a question, <laughs> Whatever right? you wanted to, yeah. <laughs> and so... So I was on stage with these leaders and asking them, mm-hmm. you know, like, for instance, with uh, uh, Gateway, mm-hmm. you know, what do you see as the biggest reason for the homelessness we see in the city? Mm-hmm. Or, or mm-hmm. another question would be, what is the right approach when somebody comes up to you and asks for money on Lakeland Drive? Yeah. Or yeah. what is what do you offer for people? Or what do we say to somebody? And so there was an education element. Yeah, that. sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say, also as a result of that, for one, you find out how much good's happening in the city. Yeah, sure. And you don't see yeah. that on the news. That's right. right. You That's always right. see a crime report right. mm-hmm. or a, a conflict. Mm, yeah. But there's a lot of mm. gospel, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. good that's happening here, yeah, a that's lot. Yeah. And so you're kind of giving people a little bit different perspective of the city, mm-hmm. a little bit better understanding of why things are the way they are, Yeah. but also giving them connection points. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, for instance, we had uh, uh, Greg Vineyard in, uh, uh, Greg Divinity in yeah, with, yeah. with uh, uh, New Vineyard, mm-hmm. and he was talking about their summer program of feeding kids. Mm. And so I had a lady come up to me afterwards. She's a school teacher, and she says, now I know what I'm going to do with my summer. Yeah, that's awesome. And so with each of those, we were connecting people with the ministries. Now, on the serve side, um, we have done it a a couple of intentional church-wide serve days Mm -hmm. where we invite people to come on Saturday morning, and we feed them breakfast, and then we send them all out in the community to all of these different partners and get them to serve in those Serving those ministries, mm-hmm. and and that's been everything from cleanouts to planting flowers to yeah. serving meals. I mean, the whole nine yards. So again, exposure, practical application means a ton. Yeah, sure. But then also with our children and youth ministry, right? I mean, our children's ministry has. I know they took one Wednesday night in the fall and one Wednesday night in the spring in their missions moments mm-hmm. to go and serve at Mission First. Yeah. And That's so kids good. are learning the importance of serving yeah, in the community. Sure. Yeah. yeah, And I know uh, it's Jackson, Mississippi. What you see in the news is the water issues. And so yeah, y'all had right. a chance to really play a key hand in serving the city through water. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. Yeah. That was a big initiative. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and, and listen, I mean, credit to the state of Mississippi, mm-hmm. credit to God's people all around the country. I mean, we got lots of phone calls mm-hmm. of people want to know how they could help. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a pretty easy thing for us to do. You know, mm-hmm. You don't have to pray about that one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. There's yeah. no water. Water would be a great thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and so we sure. did have lots of uh, trucks and pallets of water that were brought in, partnered with Missy Babs Convention, sure. and mm-hmm. uh, were able to to do some distribution. And, and really, kind of the goal, honestly, in that was, you know, the the government gets a lot of flack, but the government really did a good job mm. of providing water for people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The only downside to that was you had to come get it. Right, and so we right. tried to focus most of our efforts on getting water to people who couldn't get in a car yeah, and sure. get in a line and sit in a line for an hour yeah, to get yeah, water. Yeah. So yeah, 
And, you know, I think that's again goes back to the original conversation. Is that's the beauty of having this gospel outpost. Yeah, right. where it is. That's right. Because it, it gives you opportunities whenever things like that do come up, you're able to serve. Right. right? That's right. Yeah. Gospel outpost. That was good. I, I want to elaborate good. more. Yeah, we, that we was really make a good. Whole podcast on that gospel topic right outpost. there. Not not leaving your post. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not leaving that's your right. post. That's and I like right. how you're we're digging in the community of Jackson. Uh, one one thing that I'm I'm hearing as leaders maybe listening to this podcast around the state, how. So you're the senior pastor. Yeah. How are you able to keep track of your partners and filter through? Because I'm sure you're getting a lot of requests mm. uh, uh, along the way throughout the year. So who's who's helping you in this? What's your structure for uh, determining your partner here, partner there? Yeah, I'm I'm very blessed to have uh, uh, a good staff, mm-hmm. and and uh, Jim Spikes is mm-hmm. our. Uh, minister to the community, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, community outreach is his title. And so Jim establishes relationships with the partners. Jim kind of sets all that stuff in motion for us. Mm. Uh, my Listen, I got the easy job. My job is just on Sunday morning to say, hey, serve day's coming up next Saturday. We'd love for you to come. We'll give you a free breakfast. Yeah. You do flip pancakes, though. I've seen I the do. pictures. I do. I do. I do. I do get there early in the morning. That's right. Uh, that's well, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the a pastor should never ask people to do something he's not willing to do himself. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, and like we've already talked about in the pre, a pre, previous question or two, you you know Mississippi well, and so yeah. uh, from South, Central, North, uh, these different yeah. areas. So, what would you say to the pastor listening right now about the importance of pouring into your community, being that that post uh, in your community to really um, share the light of Jesus in your community? You know, it may be that I'm, you know. I'm over 50 now, so maybe I'm just getting a little older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but 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 honest to goodness, part of it is um you know, I just I just want I just want church to count, right? Oh, I, yeah. I I just don't wanna I don't wanna be a dog and pony show. That's what mm-hmm. we talk about sometimes at staff. I, I don't yeah. want us to just go mm-hmm. through the motions. Life yeah. is too short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, joy comes from seeing God do what only God can do. Yeah. I, you know, we can manage a church, mm. you know. I mean, that we can manage an organization, but that's yeah. not what God intended it to be. That's right. And yeah. so, mm. it's so why did God put us here, and how does that affect now what we do? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really just trying to make a difference. Yeah. Do you do you, with this bringing joy to Jackson? Do you have uh, five year goals, or is it just a little bit open to what where God leads you? Do you have y'all talked about that as a staff? We do talk about it. Uh, Quite a bit. To be perfectly honest with you, when we started this a year ago, generally every August we do what we call Vision Sunday. Mm. And Vision Sunday is just an opportunity to say, hey, here's what God has done in the past year. Let's celebrate that. Mm-hmm. We did this in Starmel. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where we see God going in the future. Mm. I'm, I'm also a big believer. Again, I'm 51, so you know, <laughs> after, after you've been doing it a while, you're a big believer in a lot of things, right? <laughs> but I'm a big believer that if you're going to stand up and say, God's leading us to do this, you better be able to back it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. don't, you don't throw those words yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity to say, this is how we sense God's leading us, and this is why. Yeah. And so it began really as just the Vision Sunday. This is our, this is our vision for the year. It changes year to year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, little did we know back last August that this isn't going to end up being a part of our DNA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we are now that we realize that this is okay. This is who we are as yeah. First Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now there's discussions about five-year plans mm-hmm. further down the road. Okay. But to answer your question, no, we did not initially have a five-year plan. <laughs> it was, well, that's great we to had hear a, that. We had a 365-day plan. <laughs> you were just open to where God wanted that's to right. move. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's great. Yep, that's good. I appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, it's fun. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and grateful for you and your ministry at First Jackson. Thank yeah. you. Grateful to have you across the street. And uh, I was thinking as I was uh, driving in this morning. Uh, you were you, thinking? Yeah, I was. <laughs> it's very rare. Uh, first father-son duo. Reed beat you to the podcast, by the way. So he's I'm already, not surprised he's at all. On it. So. <laughs> hey, I'm not surprised. So, and he actually, I'm sure, knew what he was doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> he played it well. Yeah, that's that's good. Good. Yeah. You've done good today, sir. Yeah, so. that's good. So okay. thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much, Jim. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Mississippi Baptist Around the Table podcast. My name is Sean Parker, and I serve as the executive director for the Mississippi Baptist Convention Board. We believe the local church is the headquarters for what we do. In fact, our mission is to equip local churches to make disciples in Mississippi and around the world. Church leaders, please know we're praying for each one of you. Thank you for your involvement in Mississippi Baptist life and for your giving to the cooperative program.